Welcome to episode 36 of The Brickies Show with me, Ethan, the 100 subscriber special. Uh, coming up on today's show, part two of my interview with uh, By Bike and Boat, another head-to-head the best guest. And I will uh, let you, yes you, take over the show for a little bit to celebrate 100 subscribers. So it has been three weeks instead of two weeks since the last show because I've been relaxing. But we are back now, stronger than ever. I don't know why I said that. Um, So um, I've done loads and loads of things uh, this last uh, three weeks. The first thing that I had an operation... Um, yes, I had an operation to take two plates out, uh, of my knee that they put in, in back in January. I explained it on my last show. Um, so, uh, that was actually nearly three weeks ago now. Um, also then, that weekend after that was literally crazy. I got to go on national TV, um, on CBBC, and on radio within an hour of each other, um, just, um, so, uh, then that was weekend was, got literally crazy, uh, I got to go on national TV, on CBBC, and on radio within an hour each other, so, uh, let's just show that clip to explain. Yes, I love this part of the show, living the dreamer. Now, thank you very much, Alex. A couple of weeks ago, we surprised wannabe detective Roshna. She was at home watching the show. Next thing you know, she's here in the studio being her very own detective on a mission around the national studio hunting for the missing slime. And do you know what? It was the wrestlers. Of course, it was pretty deadly. Now, because we love surprising people, guess what? We're going to do it again! Yes, one look if you were listening or watching right now. It's going to be you, so make sure you buy your phones. I'm going to ring you. I am. I've paid the bill. It could be any of you. Absolutely any of you. Give phones to ring And the point of it is surprises you don't know. And I hope you've got your phone. Please pick up your phone. I'm too excited for this delay. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hello, buddy. You're live on Saturday. Hello. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and it's all going to become clear. So get to your dining room, and I'll be able to see you there. I'm not physically there. It's just via technology. But thanks for answering your phone. I really do appreciate it. This is amazing. He has no idea about the surprise. I do. And I love it. This is one of my favouritest ones. It's going to be a good one. Lovely chair. I must say, you've got like an emergency chair there as well at the back for Christmas. Oh, Ethan, hello, give us a wave! I got your phone, buddy. Oh, hello. How are you doing? Hello. hello. Good. And is that dad in the background filming? Yeah. Hey, don't, oh, hello. It's, good, it's on the telly. Don't worry, it's on iPlay as well. Now, morning, buddy, now. Um, I hear that you love radio, is that true? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're off to a good start. Now, I hear that you love it so much, you've got your own radio show, haven't you? What? Yeah, I do. That is good. Now, why did you do that? Why did you start your own radio show? Uh, because I, I didn't really think it's not going to be a radio program in um, yeah. uh, a show, an interview with uh, a 16 year old. Good stuff, and there you are. It already looks pretty pro. And do you know what, buddy? I've had a listen, and I absolutely love it. And do you know what? I hear you love listening to BBC Radio 2. Is that right? Yeah, I do. Ooh, what do you love about BBC Radio 2? <laughs> what do you love about um, they, they do lots of different topics, and it's good. It's quite good music and entertaining. Yes, it's good. It's got a variety. Good chat. Everything's on there. I also love your show, like I've mentioned, but wouldn't it be amazing if we could get some top tips from like a major DJ to help you make your show even better? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Don't worry, it's not me. I haven't DJed at all. But I, I happen to know that the one and only Claudia Winkleman, she's getting ready for her show at 10 o'clock this morning. Wouldn't it be brilliant? I know. Wouldn't it be good if she could help you out? Yeah, it'd be really good. Oh, that would be good, that would be good. Unfortunately, Ethan, she's on air in 30 minutes. She's very busy. Sorry about that, I know. Sorry to bring her up like that. But fortunately, she's taking the time out of her schedule for you, Ethan. So say good morning to Claudia Winkleman. Hello. Hi, Ethan. Hello. It's so Hello. lovely to meet you. I wish I was physically there. But I'm here, I've got a pen, I've got my notes. Um, how I, I've listened to your radio show, you are excellent. I can't believe you've built your very own studio. <laughs> yeah, it's in a corner of my room. My desk is like slanted and yeah, my, my, my background. I've seen it. It's absolutely amazing. You've got the same headphones as me. I was like, guys, can we just make sure I've got the same headphones as Ethan? Let Ethan be in charge of everything at Radio 2. We, so I, I, I can't give you tips because I'm rubbish. I basically need you to tell us what you'd like more of. Uh, you're in charge, Ethan. And I was wondering, you can say no, because I don't know what plans you've got. Would you like to introduce a live like live on our show today would you like to introduce a song yeah i would love to <laughs> okay, oh, my i'm so it, it, i'm so grateful because can you imagine if you got, if ethan had gone do you know what i'm doing something else I'm making a bacon roll. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry, sorry claudia i've got a bit on mashup sorry about that claudia thank you so much i'm glad you've got your pen and your paper because you need to prep and get ready for your show so this is this is right your, so ethan's gonna get gonna be live on your show introducing a song on bbc radio 2 in half an hour that's what's happening this morning that is what is happening so ethan don't go out wow. don't just stay near your phone please uh, and we'll call you you can introduce a song you and i can have a chat i mean you can host the whole show if you want everyone will prefer it i'll have a nap <laughs> yeah. I will speak to you uh, live on BBC Radio 2. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much, Claudia. Don't, we'll let you bye. get off now. Thank you very much, Claudia. We're coming. Oh, Ethan, you, bye, are, bye, you bye. As, are you as excited as me? <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. I will catch up with you both soon. See you, Ethan. Oh, I cannot wait. Okay, bye. Oh, my goodness. She's going to be live on BBC Radio 2, and we absolutely love surprising people. Can you tell? So we'll catch up with them in around half an hour live on Radio 2, and we absolutely love making dreams come true, and we're currently on the... So once that happened, I came upstairs to uh, this desk to go on Radio uh, 2, BBC Radio 2, with Claudia Winkleman, um, but it... I was waiting for like a half, half an hour here, 
and it was probably the most nervous I have ever been in my entire life. My heart was racing and it was so fast and it was the surprise of being on the show because I had no idea combined with the nervousness of uh, going on one of the biggest radio stations in the country without virtually getting millions of listeners with someone which I absolutely love um, it was just an insane experience um, so uh, let's play the clip of me uh, going on Claudia Winkleman's uh, show on BBC Radio 2 uh, I love your news at 10s, and we have a caller who I uh, met earlier uh, on a live link with CBBC. Good morning, Ethan. What is your news at 10? Hello, Claudia. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. So we should explain uh, to the group that you have set up an extraordinary... You've created your own radio show. You did that in lockdown um, uh, because you love radio, and I think you... Love Radio 2, I hope. It would be weird if you went, no, I actually <laughs> listen to all the other stations. And they surprised you this morning and I popped up sort of orange and weird and you said you would love to introduce a song live on Radio 2. Yeah, I would. OK. Tell us about your radio show because you've got all the equipment. You basically turned your bedroom into a studio, didn't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, I have. Um, so I do it every two weeks yeah. and um, it's called The Brick Kids Show on YouTube. Uh, I do video and also audio and uh, I interview um, lots of different people uh, and do a quiz with lots of different friends. And also, um, uh, while I'm here, uh, I would love to have you on, Claudia, on whenever you uh, want. my show. Literally, sometime. whenever you just choose the day and I will be there. It would be okay. an absolute honour because you created this to get kids and young people sort of through lockdown didn't you yeah yeah i did I, I created it because there was not really a kids radio show or a podcast or um or radio station out there and to give people a voice um to give young uh, young kids a voice uh, to speak out as well well congratulations we think you're brilliant are you ready Thank to you. Do, are you do it in your way and you're going to introduce one of your favorite songs it's over to you ethan so here's George Ed, George Ed, here's George Ed, Ezra with Paradise. Brilliant. You know what I call him? I just call him George. Let's cancel his surname. It's been removed. No, it has. Yeah. I think he'd go for that. Uh, Ethan, it was so lovely to talk to you. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you so much. Okay. Yes, I know, I know, I messed up George Ezra's name. Um, I can say it fine now, but it was it was just because I was so so nervous then. I was like George as as I'm I'm going to be haunted haunted by that for years and years now um so then i went back downstairs and waited to go back on a saturday mashup on cbbc uh, to catch up m with me just let's let's play the clip Dream time now, and earlier on this one, I surprised radio fan Ethan with the help of Claudia Winkleman, who invited him onto her Radio 2 show live this morning. So, before we get Ethan back, let's take a little look at how that went down. Good morning to Claudia Winkleman! Yes, that's what happened. It was me sat here, and so was Ethan. So, Ethan, are you here, sir? Superstar DJ? Yes, give it away, mate! 
Well, I'll tell you what, mate, I'm very jealous. You look ecstatic. Now, you went live to millions of listeners on Radio 2 earlier on. How was it? Yeah, it, it was great. I was so nervous, um, but uh, Claudia made me feel comfortable even when I messed up. Oh, hey, brilliant stuff. And that's, that's what it's all about. We're live and it sounded brilliant. Um, are you even more inspired now to pursue a career in presenting? Yeah, I am. Um, Claudia uh, inspired me to make my guests uh, feel more comfortable and, um, and play along uh, when they say something different to like my yeah. Oh, You've got loads of tips there already and I think we haven't even seen it yet on Mashup. So do you know what, Ethan? Let's have a look at something that happened from your big moment with Claudia Winkleman. I interview um, lots of different people uh, and do a quiz with lots of different friends. And also, um, uh, while I'm here, uh, I would love to have you on, Claudia, on uh, Whenever you want. Show Literally, whenever, you just choose the date and I will be there. It would okay. be an absolute honour. You really made the most of that. And I'll tell you what, when Claudia, you know, when she goes on her jollies to Cornwall and all that, I reckon Radio 2, they're calling you to cover her show. Yeah. You'd be ready, to be fair. You'd be ready. Now, how have you enjoyed this morning now? It, it's been amazing. I've been so, so nervous. Oh, um, you've done my heart's been pumping throughout. And also, while I'm here, um, I would love to have you on the show as well, oh. Joe. If I could be in the show, Ethan, I would love to do it. If we could tie it in with Claudia on, that's a double booking. Uh, Ethan, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Have a brilliant rest of your Saturday, and I'll listen to you soon on the radio. Take care, Ethan. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Oh, what a legend. Now, if you. So, yes, uh, Joe said he would come on, and I have now had confirmation um, that he will hopefully uh, be coming on. Uh, the next show be interviewed which is very exciting but Claudia did say she would come on and um, but I have tried every way to contact her but she still hasn't replied that if you are watching this Claudia I will I will take that against you all my life if you don't if you don't reply to me I'm joking I'm joking um but yeah, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I do want to say a thank you to Saturday Mashup. Um, as you see in my background, they sent me a mug recently with the Saturday Mashup logo on. Um, and they also uh, sent me signed autographs of everyone. One with Harps here, one with Joe, and one with Stanley here which was good all in my background might move them around maybe i don't know if i will keep them in my background um but we'll have to see um i also want to say thank you to claudia and her team um for taking time out of the day and things and my parents for setting it all up and keeping a secret um because actually they told me I did a re CBBC research thing early in the week, which was actually just an interview saying, should we uh, let him be surprised? Is, is he wor worthy of it? Um, then they said on the Saturday, yeah, we've been told uh, that they might play a, uh, play a little bit of the clip of... Um, the research things that they've been getting with lots of different people, but obviously it wasn't lots of different people. That's why we were watching this show and up that early on a Saturday morning. Then I just got surprised, and it was it was literally just an amazing experience. Um, also, last week it was my birthday, uh, so that's why I didn't do a show last week. Um, I got a new phone, this phone, the Redmi Note 9 here. Lovely, lovely new phone. 
and uh, I got like a fitness watch here, like a Fitbit kind of thing, uh, where I can see how stressed I am, my heartbeat, loads of different lovely lovely things and lots more and then we went out for a really nice meal where i had a pizza it was absolutely lovely which was really nice i had a great birthday and so thank you uh, to my family for that as well um and also in the past three weeks actually uh, literally um just as i got out of the operation and was just recovering in hospital we hit a hundred subscribers on this channel, which is absolutely in insane to think about. It's just weird to think there's now actually 114 people out there of you that's clicked that button. Um, so I just want to say a big thank you um, to all of you. Uh, it is just incredible and it's just incredible to think about and it's unbelievable uh, to think about just to think about 114 people in a room, that would be massive. And to think about all of them that you've subscribed to me, which is just, it's its just insane. Um, this podcast isn't about numbers for me. I just want to put a great and entertaining show every two weeks. Uh, because actually one of my main goals for 2021 um, was uh, to keep this going. Uh, to keep doing this show every two weeks, um, it wasn't to get this amount of subscribers by 2021, though that would be nice, um, because got <laughs> numbers are still nice, um, and it's nice to see so many of you sticking around and subscribing, but it's still nice to get number goals, so I'm going to try and double it every time I hit a goal, we hit a goal, um, so let's try and get 200 subscribers, which would be insane, <laughs> even more unbelievable than 100, so to celebrate 100 subscribers, today I am launching the Brick Kids Show social media, yes, if you want more of the Brick Kids Show through the week, behind the scenes, updates on the show and exclusives, follow all my socials at the Brick Kids Show on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, yes, um, I know. Uh, you can also message me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, about coming on the show, any questions you have on the show, or generally whatever you want, as well as email emailing. Also, I do have another uh, social media account um, that you can follow. Um, my photography account with my new phone with uh, that has got four cameras, four cameras. Uh, so I'm going to post uh, some lovely fo photographs on there. I'm trying to get better at photography so give that follow uh, too um it's at uh, ethan takes photo um yeah ethan takes photos was filled up and ethan photography was gone as well um so i couldn't get them so follow that if you want to see some photos from me as well um another thing uh, that i am going to do to celebrate 100 subscribers in this show is that I'm letting you, yes you, my audience, take over some of the show today. So basically, I sent out a message to some of my friends and asked them to send in a challenge that they wanted me to do. Um, so I'm kind of regretting doing this now, but let's get into it. So challenge one is set by Russell. So he, he said, uh, get a biscuit on your forehead and try and uh, get it in your mouth with it without touching it so i'm gonna get a biscuit 
Uh, I'm gonna come back here and then let's let's get started. So I've got a biscuit. Um, it's an oat biscuit and uh, yeah, I've been downstairs, got a biscuit. So let's get started. So I think I need to do this. I'm gonna say I got that there. So challenge two has been set by Dan. But let's go outside for this one. Dan said balance a ball on your head. He didn't specify which or what type of ball, so I just got a tennis ball. Um, so this might not work. This might work. I don't know. I have to balance it on my head for 30 seconds. Let's let's go, really. Um, okay. I, I, I don't think this is going to work, really. Yeah. <laughs> the garage so we couldn't get it so i decided to just put it in my eye it worked uh, so i balanced it kind of fine on my head uh, for 30 seconds there there you go uh, dan so challenge three is has been set by strewn he said try and make an animal out of paper i'm gonna give myself two minutes for this after i've watched a video of uh how to make an animal uh with this one i've got my paper let's uh watch the video and try and figure out it's a scrap piece of paper so there's writing on this side but uh let's try and figure it out struin i'm sorry to say struin um i've i've, I've really let you down here struin haven't i uh, I, I, I can't do it. Sorry. Time's up. I can't really do it. It's gone really wrong. That step was too hard. I probably picked the wrong thing, but let's move on to the next one. So, I would say we've done probably about two out of the three challenges so far. I did cheat kind of on uh, challenge one and challenge two, but that's not it. I couldn't do challenge three. Sorry. Sorry, screwing. Um... You've really got me there. Okay, so challenge four is uh, set by Ruin, uh, Rowan, and um, she said, try and speak for as long as you can without taking a breath. Okay, um, so I'm going to just say, let's just try and read some script, guys. Try and do it for as long as we can. So I'm going to try and stop. Um, do a stopwatch on my phone. Okay, so uh, we're gonna start a stopwatch. I'll record it, uh, then you'll be able to see it. Stopwatch, there you go. Okay, so let's start it in three, two, one, let's go. 
Please share this video with your friends and family. Like, comment to listen to last week's episode. If you haven't already listened to this show until the end, email me or subscribe. Um, oh no, I did, I don't know, no, I, I did really bad there, 10 seconds. Um, I'm going to try and do it again and take a deep breath in because I didn't do that. Please share this video with your friends and family, like, comment and listen to last week's episode if you haven't already, email me and subscribe because it does really mean a lot to me. In the meantime, if you have any suggestions, um, oh no, I, I, I kind of not, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, 10 seconds is the max, um, is the max Rowan, sorry, I didn't really do that one, 2 out of 4 uh, challenges. I kind of did. Um, so let's move on to the next um, challenge now. So challenge five has been set by Alice. Um, she said do an animal quiz in honour of Bethy Smith, who lives uh, near me and sadly recently passed away um, of cancer um, from cancer. She's the year below me um, and she loved animals and helping the planet. So um, let's try and find a quiz um, for us to do uh, for her. Um, okay, so we are here. We're back. Uh, so I'm going to just enter my nickname and then, okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go and do this now. Okay. <laughs> well there to be honest okay so that was challenge five um set by alice um so challenge six has been set by izzy so it um she said uh, do a fire naming speed naming uh challenge um so i've decided to set myself 30 seconds uh, to uh, say as many british cities in that time um in that time uh, so let's get into it okay so i'm okay the 30 second timer has started now um london birmingham um australia no not australia what am i saying um london birmingham and durham uh Darlington, no, that's not, um, Durham, uh, <laughs> Glasgow, um, Bristol, um, oh, this is really hard, uh, Coventry, Warwick, um, uh, Brighton, uh, Norwich, um, oh, no, I only managed, <sighs> I was really bad at that, really. I was really, really bad at that. I got uh, nine uh, cities decently well. Uh, let's move on to the next challenge. So, uh, challenge um, 
seven has been set by Ollie. Um, he said uh, to juggle, um, to try and uh, learn to juggle. So uh, let's go downstairs for this one. Um, I can't juggle, um, sorry. I can kind of do it with one, but I can't really do it with one. And I can hardly do it with two. two. And with three, it's just out of the picture. Out of the picture. Okay, um, let's, get, let's move on to the next challenge. So, challenge eight has been set by Tom, okay. My challenge to you is, like the biscuit one, get an orange, no skin on, Place it on your forehead with the um, like the you know, not rolling but flap it down. Okay, you must eat it in your mouth, but you have to separate each of the slices somehow. Don't ask me how. So you can split it into quarters with your hands, but then the rest you have to do just with something. Okay, uh, Tom, challenge. On, I've got. Um, I'm gonna go and get an orange, uh, and then I'll get back to you. So I've got the orange peeled now. As you can see, if it, yeah, it looks very white here. But yeah, I've got an orange peeled. <laughs> I've not had an orange in a while, so I'm gonna. He said I can use my hands twice, can't he? So done it in half, and then. He said we can do it. I'm going to go and do it into quarters. Did I do that? I don't know. Um, I don't know if I did that properly. I don't know. Um, but let's move on to the next challenge. So, challenge nine is set by Emma. Emma Hi, Ethan. I challenge you to do the cup song. Okay, challenge on Emma. I'm going to watch a video, then I have two minutes to try and do it, or thereabouts. Okay, so let's try and uh, cups. How to do cups in cups on. Cups on. 
Bromfield and I'm going to take you through the cups trick by I've got a cups when I'm gone. Now all you need to do is get a cup first. I've got like a box. And so I'll try and do it. Okay, okay. So uh um. That's kind of my thing. It's probably one of the most successful ones yet. Uh, that is kind of... That's uh, challenge nine uh, done. Um, let's move on to the next one. So, challenge 10 is set by Amelia. And she said, do a Kahoot. So, uh, we'll go back onto Kahoot now. And um, do the challenge. Challenge accepted. So we've got general trivia. Okay, so let's play it now. Okay, challenge. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Um, so I did do well on that Kahoot there. I think so. I only got a couple of questions wrong at uh, the start. So this is the second. Yes, this is the second last challenge. So uh, challenge eleven is set by Ellen. Uh, um, here it is. Okay, so my challenge is for you to eat a sugary donut without licking your lips. Okay, challenge on. But I don't have any donuts, um, so I thought peanut butter was going to be quite hard to, uh, without licking your lips or licking the inside of your mouth. So um, I'm going to go and get uh, a peanut butter rice cake. I'll be back right back. So I automatically just started. I've got a rice cake. I accidentally started, but I've cleaned my mouth again. And uh, we're going to start right here uh, and try and not lick my um, lips or my mouth. I don't know how this is gonna work. Let's let's try and eat it. So I did it. I've not licked my lips, I've not licked in the inside of my mouth now. It's really cloggy. <laughs> so I'm allowed to do it now. Um, so yeah. 
I did that challenge for you, Alan. I did it. So the final challenge has been set by Ben. This is my challenge. Ethan, could you pour a bottle of cold water on top of your head? Challenge accepted, Ben. I've actually got a bowl of water here uh, because my mum forced me uh, to get a bowl of water. We're out in the garden um, and I'm ready to get um, drenched in cold water. Um, I'm dreading this one. Uh, I don't think I should have set these challenges, but it is uh, my 100 subscriber special but because that is why I did it. So let's. I'm really dreading this. I'm just going to get it over and done with. My mum is smiling behind the camera, ready and excited to see what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Ben, I'm drenched to the top. <laughs> there you go, Ben. Uh, that is my challenge. I did it. So, um, they were all the challenges. Ho ho so hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, some of them I didn't do properly, some of them I gave up, um, but some of them did go well, like the last one, I'm all dry now, it's actually the next day, um, th that was really bad, sorry the, the audio is a little bit out of sync, um, I don't know what happened there, um, but yeah, now it is time um, for my interview with Rich from By Biking Boat with 14, yes 14,000 followers on Facebook. I, I was wondering, like, uh, to get from canal to canal, are, the, are, are they all connected, like, across the UK? And can you, uh, can you, because I presume there's some places that you can't get to through a canal because there's not a canal there. So how does that work? Yeah. Yeah, so there's huge parts of the country where there's there, there are no canals. There's even parts of the country where there's sort of like landlocked canals um, that were once upon a time linked, uh, but over time they became disused, they silted up, they grew over um, and they're not there. So where we're going down the Langollen Canal, there's the Montgomery Canal. And if you look on a map, there's loads of sections that are still got water in, but between them, it's just land now. And they're actually working really hard to get those parts of the canal reinstated and get everything linked up. We were speaking to a couple last night and their local canal up north was the same sort of situation where you've got this landlocked canal and they're trying to get it back connected uh, to, to the main system as well. But in regards to the canals where we've changed from canal to canal, we started off on the Oxford Canal. Uh, we then went up to Braunston, which is Northamptonshire, and we went down through the Braunston Tunnel. We are on the Grand Union at this point and we went through the Braunston Tunnel uh, down the Long Buckby flight, which was actually where we first bought Bluebell from. Uh, and it was the first time we had gone back there as well. So that was nice. And then we went down into Milton Keynes. And then when we came back up, we came back up and got on the North Oxford Canal. And it's literally at that point, there's no there's no locks in between. There's no obstacles in between. There's nothing to do. You don't white water raft the boat down onto the next canal or anything <laughs> like that. It's, it's pretty straightforward. You just cruise onto the canal. The only place where there has been differences is when we went from the Oxford Canal onto the Coventry Canal. There's a, it's at a junction called Hawkesbury Junction, and there's a stop gate there, which is a lock, uh, but the water really only goes down about an inch and a half. Uh, there, you know, it's not a huge difference. Um, these were just there in the olden days because it was there to um, control the water because each, um, each uh, canal was owned by a different company. 
And what they didn't want is they didn't want the other companies nicking their water. So they had a gate there to control the water flow going from one canal to the other canal. Yeah, that, that sounds very interesting how the canals are uh, all separated um, um, or connected. Uh, but like once you go like north of Manchester, is that is there that many canals? Because I don't think I've seen uh, that many canals here in the northeast of England. So to be honest, you've got uh, you've got many more uh, in the north than we would have in the south. Uh, definitely, as we're going, uh, I think as we went past Birmingham, in actual fact, uh, there was loads of canals. Uh, so yes, we can. So north of um, Manchester, obviously, you've got Sheffield and you've got Leeds, and uh, so you've got the Leeds and Liverpool Canal, which goes over the top, and you've also got some up in Scotland as well which aren't connected uh, to the English canals. So you've got a fair few and you've got quite a lot of rivers around that way as well, which are also navigable. Um, and that, of course, that's the other thing is that uh, thing to note is that canals are man-made, uh, whereas rivers are natural. Um, but in a lot of cases, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the canals are all meant to be navigable. Um, some of the rivers are navigable. Yeah, so that's very interesting. Um, so like, um, so what? Uh, how does it, how does it work? Uh, this was in. Uh, this was was a, th a question that I thought, uh, and when it was interested in. And um, how does it work with like water and sewage, and how do you get that onto the boat and get that off the boat with sewage? Yeah, definitely. So basically, up and down the system, there's uh, points called Alsan points where you can empty the sewage um, uh, and they're pretty much everywhere. They're all over the place. And if you are regularly traveling, you shouldn't have an issue with that at all. Um, with regards to drinking water right at the front of the boat here, we've got a really large, uh, around about 800 liters of fresh water. Uh, we don't drink out of our tank. Um, and part of the reason for that is because We've got big drinking bottles that are like five litres and we'll walk to the nearest water point to fill those up when we need them. So uh, I think we have about 10 of those. So we're on, on, on filling up day, we will fill up our 10 drinking bottles and in midweek, if we need to, we can just pop along. Now here, if I was to walk five minutes in that direction and what I tend to do is I tend to take our bicycle trailer and I'll take that along with the empty bottles. I'll fill it up and I'll bring them back. Uh, that just then prolongs our bigger tank for things like washing up and taking showers and things like that. Um, one thing that we have to be used to here is uh, taking what we call a navvy shower. So it really is jumping in the shower, turning the shower off, on, sorry, turning it off, soaping up, turning the shower on, and then we're done, you know. We, we're not like Vivian Westwood and have like three hour long showers or anything like that. No. That's the other thing I think about, if you can still hear me, that's the other thing about living on a boat. It's the technical difficulties when it comes to things like the internet. Um, it's much better having very manual things on a boat than it is electronics. So um, you make jewellery out of uh, old copper pipes, don't you? Yeah, 100%. And um, in actual fact, what I tend to do is um, when we go into a local town like we have today, 
I'll put a message up on the local Facebook group to see whether there's any avid DIYers or plumbers uh, that have a few offcuts. And, and those are the bits that I use and recycle into uh, things which I find beautiful. And I think that's what's important. I don't really make for the masses. I, I just make things that I really like. Yeah. So uh, when did you first start making jewellery? Uh, so that was it. I was back in uh, July. And, and so remember, I, I, I spoke about the guy who I met on the it was on the water point in Warwick, who was off, off to Wales. Uh, he was sort of like a, a bit of a hippie dude, you know. And um, that evening I sat with Bobby and we were watching. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the YouTube channel. How's it made? Um, I think they used to do a, a TV show as well. And what they do is they go into factories and uh, they film the process of something being made from raw material. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that, yeah. Uh, item. And we were watching the one on marbles, how, how they make glass, glass marbles. And the next video was how to make a copper bracelet. And uh, that is really where it all started. I thought, you know, this is something that I could do. Um, and as I say, a few days later, uh, I started getting the tools together. And then really, really sad, I got a call from my mum to say that my dad was poorly. And, um, you know, a couple of days later, he passed away. And it was at this point, Ethan, where, you know, it really hit home to me that life is so precious and quite sure, you know, it's, it, we've, we've only got a certain amount of time and we might as well enjoy it. And we might as well, heck, not even take it too seriously. You know, we needed to, to follow our heart. So it was at that point where I decided I needed to make this business work. Um, and that was so that was sort of uh, July, August last year. By October, I knew that I had a business which was financially sustainable and could support our family. So that's when our adventure started. So do you now work like full time as a jeweler? Yeah, 100 um, percent. I well, I, as I say, I think, you know, the best way of looking at it is not necessarily like a label of a jeweler because i think it's it's just it's an old cliche but it is just it's following your heart you know i work as a i work as a dad we we home educate the children um the whole thing around living on a narrowboat is that uh you know i probably painted a little bit of an image of it being all roses and castles and uh rose tinted spectacles but there's a lot of work around it so um you know being a being a, a jewelry maker is 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 a section of 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 my life um but there's so much more going on with it as well but it's nice to be able to have that balance so that i'm not clearly defined you know like in a nine to five job full time um uh yeah life's a lot bigger than that yeah uh so did you start your like social media with when you started the jewelry mm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I think I started within three weeks. I had actually made my first bracelet and uh, a friend of mine actually on my personal Facebook bought that off of me. Um, and then within the week after that, I had two more sales that were his friends who had liked what I had made for him and had ordered two more bracelets. Um, and that's when I started with uh, uh, a website called Etsy, which is a little bit like Amazon, but for people who hand make. Yeah. Um, and I just set up a Facebook page. I did some live makes. I don't know if you've seen some of those, but I make uh, jewelry live on camera. 
uh, and people can talk to me as I'm doing that. They can send a little comment and I can read it out and reply on, on the camera. And I think during the subsequent lockdowns that we had, people just got that and they were able to experience connection with another person that was outside of their family circle, you know? And so I enjoyed it just as much as everybody else enjoyed it because, you know, it was, it was the same for me as it was for everybody else. You know, we were locked down as well. So it was just nice to be able to see other people and see their comments and be responding to them and have a little bit of banter as well as we were going through. Yeah. So are you completely like self-taught with your jewelry work? So apart from that original, I think six minute 30 uh, video, that's the only thing that I've actually watched on how to. Um, I did have a guy come to help me do some soldering, but everything else that you see on the website is literally just came out of here. Um, wow. And it's just come as a result of playing around with metal and finding what works and find what doesn't work. It, it's quite funny because sometimes people will come up with ideas for me um and so rings that i have i i, I don't even see that but that's my thumb ring that i make and it's something which now sells very very well um but i was I, I was hounded i was pestered to make rings for a long time and it's great and 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 it's lovely that all of these people have got all of these ideas um but it really takes time to develop something not just to develop it, to test it, to make sure the quality is there, to make sure that it's something that I can be proud of as well. So it, it took me ages to make loads of different types of rings and wear them and test them, making sure they weren't catching on anything, making sure that my hands weren't swelling up or it wasn't too tight or it wasn't too loose and learning all of the different techniques that went with it. You know, I, I, I literally, you get these tools sent to you in the post and you think, well, how do I use these, you know, and, and it's just, it, you have to go through that process of learning and teaching yourself and reading books and reading articles off of the internet, and things like that. And eventually you arrive at something which you feel comfortable with. Um, and then as a businessman, you know, because that this is a business, uh, then comes the hard bit. And that's how you uh, show people what you've created and uh, open them up to the possibility that they might want one of your creations, which I find incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at your website now. So um, like, how do you like stock things? Because like on the website, it's like most of the things are like only two left in stock. Some of the things are only yeah. one left in stock. So how, what do you stock? Do you make big batches of every single thing or what? How does that work? So so basically, we had to come up with a way or that we wouldn't get like runaway sales. OK, so for instance, you know, I can do an article for a magazine or a newspaper and the day of publication, we'll notice that the sales will go up. Now, the worst thing that could happen is that those sales go up beyond what I could fulfill. Yeah. Because every piece, apart from a very small amount of like earrings or things which I make just as a one-off because I'm looking at making something different that day. Uh, I made some earrings out of some tin cans last week, you know, some uh, small beer cans and some old uh, soda tonic cans as well. Um, and they were just spare of the moment things, you know. So unless it's things like that, everything's made with the person in mind that's bought the piece. Uh, and so the reason why we set uh, everything to two on on the website 
is so that I didn't go to bed one morning and wake up the next morning with hundreds of sales because a magazine had been published with an article about me in, because that then would make, um, that would put an incredible amount of stress on us. And as a family, we want no part of the rat race. You know, we want no part of the, 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 uh, the idea that we've got to conform uh, and, you know, fit into other people's boxes and we don't want that stress you know I want to be able to go out the back of the uh, of Bluebell on a Monday morning for instance tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock I want to be able to get my tools out I want to be able to go through my tools make sure that they're well oiled and they're ready to be used and they're sharp um, and then I want to you know I want to start tapping on some metal I want to start creating a few bits I want to get off the boat every half an hour and have a chat to somebody who's walking down the towpath or maybe give a, a dog a stroke as they're going past have a cup of coffee go in the boat check up with Fleur and Bobby see how their home head's getting on encourage them what I don't want to be doing is being there and thinking oh I've got 100 orders to fulfill and I've got to make this because there's no love in that you know there's no heart in that and there's no there's no passion in that and and I think that when you when you when art is your thing when creating is your thing then um being able to have the space and be able to to, to, to give the time to create the thing is much more precious than having thousands of pounds in your bank at the end of the day. So it's, it's about each piece. It's not about, uh, you know, how successful I can make this on a, on a financial level. As long as we're sustainable, uh, we're happy. So like when did your like Facebook page like take off? Was it like a gradual growth or did it like take off over like a couple of days? Well, so I, I really have to thank the people of Banbury for this. You know, it, it's so funny as a southerner, Banbury is in the north to me. You know, it's only like 10 miles out of Oxford, but that's the north to me. But anyway, Banbury was was lovely. We, we popped up to Banbury and I had uh, made for myself a ring. And I basically wanted a specific type of copper to make the ring. And you remember how I say when we turn into a town, I usually put a post up on the local Facebook group. Well, this is what I did in Manbury. I said, look, here's a few things. I shared a post from my main page. Here's a few things that I make. Um, uh, but this is what I'm looking for because I want to make this specific type of ring. So if anybody's got this small tube of copper, um, you know, I'd be really appreciative. And I'll even make one in return for you uh, for doing that. Um, the Facebook page went absolutely wild. I mean, like crazy wild. And we had, I think in, in the region of about 600 uh, likes to our Facebook page that evening alone from people all around North Oxfordshire and Banbury. And the thing was, is they just got it. They just understood uh, what we were doing. You know, it was coming at a time and it is at a time where sustainability recycling is, 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 is on everybody's mind and they just understood it and they also understood the reason behind why we were doing it that we were doing it so that we could go off as an adventure with the family from that evening on Ethan it really hasn't stopped like you said that we're up to 14 and a half thousand people liking us on on Facebook now but you know the real love the amazing thing of that isn't the fact that I've got all of these people that like what we do. It's the fact that it's a really active community. You know, I think that you probably found us through social media 
Um, and I'm not, I, I've never really been a great fan of social media. But the thing is, is that I'm meeting so many exciting and interesting people, so many talented people. And, uh, you know, I never would have got that specifically in a time of lockdown had we not had those social platforms. Yeah, uh, that is amazing. And you've said, like, uh, you get to meet so many of your fans, like, every uh, every time you get a, a new place. And with, actually, with social media, people have, like, massive audience compared to, like, yours. But you uh, you seem to have an amazing community that you've built up um, just over the past year um so um you've you've mentioned this as well uh, so what is it like um um homeschooling your kids and um when uh, the lockdown started you must have been perfect at it by then and people were really struggling and you you had been doing it for like three years before um so what what how's that like yeah well, you know, it, it was incredibly difficult to see the stress that so many people were going through because obviously our decision to homeschool, um, Blair's never been to school, Bobby has been to school. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, when Bobby left school, it was his decision. We never, we never forced it on him. Um, we gave him the options um, when he asked whether there was something different. So we, we, we scrambled around his parents trying to find the options and we gave those to him, you know, so it would maybe a different school or, or whatever. Um, but as, as a family, we came together and we made that decision. Um, and so for us, it was like, you know, you've made your bed, you lie in it. And we, we even though right in the beginning, it wasn't particularly uh, easy, but it was, it was doable and it's become a real joy now. Um, but it was incredibly difficult seeing so many uh, parents forced into this position. Um, and it must have been incredibly, incredibly stressful for them. Um, but our day, and I've said this before, we, we have a big thing on personal responsibility uh, in our family. And um, the whole idea is this is about education from our, our point of view is about taking the responsibility to do what's needed so um uh you know bobby uh has a uh, a schedule and fleur has a schedule that they both need to keep and in order to get the perks out of life we we don't have a games console we're not a gaming family uh we watch a little bit of netflix in the evening bobby's thing that he likes to do is go on a friday or saturday night with me and we'll go and have a pint in the pub he won't have beer <laughs> he'll have a pint of cake um but there's they, so there's all of these perks that come in life and they come as a res, uh, as a result of being responsible and doing your education you know uh this week is half term so it's a little bit different bobby's uh learning the ukulele and so he's chucking all of his time into doing the ukulele this week because that's what he wants to do and he thinks that he's going to be cool if he does the ukulele which i think he pretty much is he's getting on very well with that um and uh, and yeah and so so i wouldn't say that we're we're loose we're quite we're not strict um but we do ask for a certain amount of work to be done by the children and if it's done then they get their the good stuff in life and they get to enjoy that the other thing that we would say is that um, uh, usually, obviously, if Bobby was at school at the moment, he'd be there for about six hours in a day. Um, he can get the equivalent done 
uh, curriculum-based, national curriculum-based uh, within a couple of hours. And so he usually gets that very early. He'll be up and about and he'll be ready to start learning around about seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and by nine o'clock, he's pretty much done. And the thing is, is that that's really good because it works well with him. Whereas Fleur likes to do things a lot later in the day, you know? Um, but as long as they get their work done and they achieve and they, they, they understand why they're doing it, they're not just doing it to be uh, fitting into a box, fitting into somebody else's box. You know, you need, to, you need to read when you're on a boat because, you know, you need to read warning signs. Um, and you need to know about the history of the canal. A lot of the history that we do is based around the canal. So when we, when we go to places, we look at the history uh, of the canal and how the canal was used because that's their culture uh, and not necessarily the culture they were born into, but the culture that they're now living in. What, so you like localize uh, what, you, what you're doing um, and what you're teaching them um, every time. And uh, do you have like certain subjects that you do and you, do you have certain subjects that your wife do or is it like a combined effort? Okay, so uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think um, Fleur likes it when I do maths because as four-year-old, we do maths with blueberries uh, and she quite likes that. <laughs> And Bobby quite likes working with mummy on maths. Um, and so, you know, that's what we do. But what I would say is a lot of Bobby's learning is, is uh, self-guided. So he actually, we, we don't have a huge amount of input other than giving him praise and checking that he's doing well. So a lot of his stuff would be going to find the right books, going to find the right websites, um, finding the right resources and getting on with it. Um, with a, a little bit of guidance from us. With Fleur obviously being four years old, um, it, we're a lot more involved in her learning. But as we go, we'll sort of become more hands-off because at the end of the day, Ethan, I think that, uh, you know, you can only hold so much up here. It's Education is more about teaching the child to learn as opposed to teaching the child what they need to know. Because if they, if they have the skills to be able to learn, they can then apply those skills to absolutely anything in life and um, find out what they need to know. What, so, so is there like a, is there a lessons that you get from um, like the local authority or anything um, for, um, um, for your 10 year old or not? Or do you, do you like find the resources and then you give it to them, uh, him or not? So no, um, uh, the, we, we don't have any um, contact with the local authority at all. Some home ed families do, if there's been specific issues, uh, but we've, we, we haven't since the registering Bobby from, from school uh, ages ago now, um, we haven't had any contact with the authorities at all, um, which is great. And there's also no um, uh, set uh, curriculum for home ed Kids. we follow the national curriculum as close as possible because my thought and Jackie's thought is that um, if Bob ever chooses to hop back into school we wouldn't stop that because it's his decision you know so when if he wants to go back to school um, then he can sort of slot straight in you know um, but so we, we do we keep the maths we keep the English around the national curriculum but when it comes to history I mean we're learning history everywhere we go and um, history is one of Bob's things so 
he actually uh, he he he's a great researcher. He'll get the books. He'll go into charity shops. He'll raid libraries and and and, and learn and read and read and read all of this information. And he'll tell you things that I mean I I would never have known. You know, it was great to go with him this morning to the the the, the bunker, the nuclear bunker that we went to. And he was he was reeling off stuff is before we even went in there. And I was thinking, is that true? Is that true? Is that true? But it was, you know, it was fantastic. Yeah, that that, that sounds great. And um, so my mum also had a couple of questions uh, because she follows you on Facebook, and uh, I th- I think one of her friends uh, told her about of you. And whenever she makes a loaf of bread, she uses your no kneading method, um, and it is absolutely lovely. So thank you for that. Um, uh, no thank worries. you for that method. Um, so she asked a couple of questions. She put, um, and I think you've answered a little bit of this. Um, but do you have like a set routine uh for uh to when you go through the locks and um and uh, does edit everyone have their specific job that they do do yeah so basically um flair is in charge of entertaining the skipper so she'll sit on the back hatch uh, and be with jackie uh, we don't allow any body any children to be in the boat when we're going through the lock um they're on the back of the boat and the reason for that is because if there is going to be a problem with sinking the boat it's more than likely going to be in a lock so it's far safer for the kids to be on the back deck where if there is a problem we can quickly chuck them off and chuck them ashore um literally chuck them ashore because you know we we need to be quick in those sorts of situations we don't envisage ever anything like that ever happening because we're sensible when we go through the lock um but uh, yeah as as regards to roles um as long as the locks aren't too choppy, on the Shroppy, where we are now, the Shropshire Union Canal, the locks, when you're coming out, have got a bywash. Where, so when you come out of the lock chamber, there's a, a really strong flow of water shooting outside of the canal. Um, and Jackie finds those a bit disconcerting. So some of the times I'll take the boat out of the lock in that instance. But normally what will happen is Bobby will run ahead to the first lock. He'll em- fill the lock if we're going down. Uh, he'll open the top gate as well. Now, bear in mind, these gates uh, are usually around about 1.5 to 2 tonnes in weight. Um, but, he, I mean, Fleur can even open them. They're quite well balanced with a big old balance beam coming off. Uh, so Bob will get the lock ready. Um, we'll then appear in Bluebell and the boat will go in. I'll jump off, close the gate, and then I'll open the bottom paddles. And by this time... Bobby's already run off and he's gone to the next lock. If we're in a flight of locks, that is, uh, which is usually just around the corner, he'll get the next lock ready as I take Bluebell through the current lock, let uh, the boat out, close the gates behind it, and then I'll walk beside Bluebell to get to the next lock. And then we'll just keep on going through that process uh, until we get there. Used to take us around about 20 to 25 minutes to go through a lock takes us less than 10 minutes now so we're we're, we're getting there yeah uh, wow um so um my mum's also asked uh has your new ju- dog uh, ever uh, jumped off uh, for a swim yet <laughs> it looked very close earlier today actually um he's 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 fine getting on and off the front of the boat he's quite scared of the back of the boat um and to be honest i don't blame him because there's quite a big propeller just underneath the water um and so he was looking quite you know as we were going through the locks today he was poking his nose around the back of the boat uh and thinking about jumping off 
one thing that did happen is we were at Fradley Junction and I decided that uh, I would teach him to walk across the plank. So on a lock gate, there's a plank on the outside of the lock gate, which you can walk across. It's, you know, it's a good sort of like 12 to 18 inches wide and you walk over it to get from one side of the lock to the other. Um, and we're at Fradley Junction and I give him a treat and then I show him I've got another treat in to tempt him to walk across this plank. What I hadn't envisaged is, or realized, that the canal was covered in blossoms and it really just looked like the floor. It looked like, you know, just a tarmac thing with blossom on it. Um, and so Dusty thought, well, I'm not going to go across the plank. I'll walk across the, the ground. But of course, it wasn't the ground and he just fell straight in the canal. Uh, that was after we had him for only about two or three weeks. And uh, the good news was is he could swim and he didn't seem too traumatized by it. He seemed to have actually quite enjoyed it. Um, so that was the first time that he's been in, but he's been in another time as well uh, when he tried to jump off the boat and there was a gap between the boat and the land and he went straight in. But again, within seconds, he had brought himself out, which was really quite a nice thing to know that he can actually climb out of the canal. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, we'll move on to my final questions now. Um, um, how, how, how do it is uh, the channel boat community quite friendly, and also is like the local community quite friendly to people like walking past? As you said, you might just talk to a person walking past. Is that quite a friendly process, and is that actually a? a people do that uh, quite often and uh, want to talk to you yeah I would say that there's there's much more of a sense of community on the canal than I experienced when we lived in the house but that might have just been the place where we were living you know um, it, it, that's not just to say that you know it, it, in house dwellers don't have a sense of community because they really really do um, and we're seeing that in actual fact the further we're coming north but um there's bad apples in every barrel, you know, and, and, and so there are some things which bring into question, you know, whether it, it, it's, a, it's a nice community and a safe community. I would say it is 100%, um, you know, and it's a very, uh, in actual fact, we've had no direct issues um, with, with, with there being negative effects towards voters or anything like that. But you hear a lot of things happening in different areas. In Oxford, they don't particularly, there is a little bit about, there's something about the community, house dwelling community and the boaters community that just doesn't gel together comfortably. Uh, but the further north we go, there's a, a in actual fact, seven miles out of Oxford where our home mooring is, there's such a warm community between the house dwellers and the boat dwellers. Um, it's really lovely to see. And you get that going all the way along as well. What I really love about the community is the fact that I mean, these guys on this boat next door to us, the last time we saw them were in Banbury. So that was probably 70 hours away if you were, if you were going nonstop. In, in real time, the last time we saw them was in uh, December. Yeah. And so what's really lovely is they've gone out for the day now, unless they've been back and I haven't seen them, but they've <laughs> gone out for the day now. But what's really nice is we've just come moored up behind them. And, uh, you know, when they're back later, no doubt we'll sit out on the towpath and have a cup of coffee. Uh, and catch up and see what they've been doing for the last five months and that's what I really love you know how Ethan you've got all of your mates around you well we've got all of our mates in a massive long line 
And what's really nice about that is that when you arrive and you moor next to them and you're there for a couple of days, that interaction with that friend is really rich because you haven't got all of the other stuff going on around you. And then you say goodbye and then you go on to the next place and you'll bump into somebody else, you know, and you'll sit down, you'll have a few beers on the towpath or, you know, uh, a coffee or something like that. And then, um, you know, you catch up. So you're constantly catching up with old friends. You're constantly getting new news of what's been happening. Maybe somebody's had a baby, um, you know, and all of this other stuff. And so there's a, it's very interesting, you know. Yeah. And uh, my final question um, is how has COVID affected you and uh, the channel boat community? Yeah, I think that um, it's it's affected. Uh, so, so within the boating community, there's there's loads of different elements. You've got the liverboard boaters like us who live aboard our boats uh, all year round. You've also got the leisure boaters who will have a home and then they'll have a boat maybe in a marina or on a, uh, a Canal and River Trust mooring and take it out for holidays and things. Now, those people during lockdown, those boaters haven't been able to go on their boats. Um, so for them, it's been, you know, it's really affected them. Um, also hire boat companies haven't been able to hire out their boats to people uh, whilst we've been in lockdown either and so for those it's been really really tricky too for us it's not been so tricky because we were able to move throughout lockdown for essential services only so we were able to move every week or so when we needed to fill up with water for instance or if we needed to get to a supermarket. We had a few bigger cruises in that time, because like I said, uh, back in December, January time, our heating failed. And uh, there's actually an epic uh, video of the journey that we took through the ice when the canal froze over and we had to smash the ice with the pole to get through uh, so that we could go and find a new pump for our heater so that we could have the heating on. Because as a family, you know, with a, with a four-year-old and, and even a 10-year-old, you can't have, uh, and specifically when the canal's frozen over to an inch and a half thickness as well, you can't, um, you can't be cold, you know, so we, we had to get through. So, so for us, it affected us a lot less but I really do feel for those people who haven't been able to get out on their boats for such a long time. But it's been amazing the last few weeks just seeing the canal. Here's another boat coming this way now and another boat coming up this way too. It's, it's, it's been amazing to see the canal come to life um, after such a dead period because it was actually quite boring having nobody around. Yeah. Um, so thank you for coming on uh, the show today. It's been great. No worries. Okay, thank bye. you so much. You know what I mean? This has been a highlight of my day. Oh, thank you. Okay, <laughs> bye. So hopefully you enjoyed um, my interview with By Bike and Boat. I do want to say a big thank you to Rich um, from By Bike and Boat for taking time out of his day. Um, if you want to see more of Bike. Uh, by Bike and Boat, all of his social media are down in the description down below and I also want to say thank you to him um, for helping me to get to 100 subscribers which is absolutely incredible, he shouted me out on his social media um, which really pushed me uh, to 100 subscribers Sadly, that is all we have time for in today's episode. We will be back on the 10th of July on audio and the 11th of July on video with a very exciting interview, the weekly watch list, and head-to-head -head the best guest. Please share this video with your friends and family. Like, listen to last week's episode if you haven't already. Listen to this show until the end. Email me 
uh, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe uh, because we are trying to get to 200 subscribers. Or follow, favorite, or review, or whatever your listening platform does it really really does help out and does mean a lot to me in the meantime if you have any suggestions to make the show better or about the brick kids game show or if you want uh, to talk on the show or if you have a tv show or film that you'd like to nominate for the watchlist or if you want the chance to compete in head to head at the best guest comment below uh, message me on facebook twitter or instagram or email me at show at gmail.com so that's all we have time for this week we will be back on the 10th of july on audio and the 11th of july on video but at the same time but for now goodbye Bringing you a kid-friendly radio show Every Saturday afternoon on YouTube Broadcasting live at one Broadcasting live at one o'clock.